When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, officially known as your mayor of PHNX. And of course, I am joined by my vice mayor, my uh, sidekick in this world of sporting news. It is the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, how are you, sir? The facial hair is looking looking a little little different these days. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're almost at the end of November, Jesse, and this okay. disgusting mustache has basically taken over my face. Yeah, is what's happened. <laughs> it ran all the other facial hair off, and now it's just uh, living its life in its full disgusting glory. I want to thank you guys all for joining us here for this podcast. Of course, we are uh, brought to you by the fine folks at the. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX and simply betting $1 on any team to score, you can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook uh, is, this is for new customers only, but if you, uh, you will be a winner if your team scores a single point. Jesse, uh, we actually had some D-backs free agency news, right? Uh, well, not free agency. Not free news, agency, but, but yeah. <laughs> pre, pre-lockout transitional news in a, in a yes. trade form. Yes. No, the Diamondbacks made a trade on Black Friday. Uh, they acquired Jordan Luplo from the Tampa Bay Rays. He's an outfielder, first baseman, um, uh, has some flexibility there defensively. The Diamondbacks acquired him from the Rays in exchange for Ronnie Simon, uh, who is a minor league infielder. Um, who was uh, a play of the year out in uh, Hillsboro and Visalia this year. Um, so the Diamondbacks give up Simon in the deal. They acquire Luplo as part of the deal. They designated Brett DeGus for assignment. Um, so they'll have seven days to either trade him or try to pass him through waivers. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, that was needed in order to in order to clear the spot. But uh, but yeah, Derek, this is uh, it's an interesting move. Uh, Jordan Luplo is I mean, this is not. You know, this isn't a prospect who, you know, you hope to get something out of three or four years from now. This is more of a um, more of a piece for the present um, and the future. Right. He's under control for several seasons. Uh, so Jordan Luplo, this last this last season slash 202, 326, 454. Um, that came both with the Cleveland now Guardians uh, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, he hit 11 home runs over those 62 games that he played. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting move. Um, Luplo has basically been used as a platoon hitter for the entirety of his career. So, you know, you go through his numbers and you see some numbers that are, that are pretty good. A couple years ago, uh, he had an OPS well over 900, uh, playing for the then Cleveland Indians. So he's put up some big numbers before, but okay. for him, the issue has been, he's been kind of a platoon guy. He's a right-handed hitter who mashes against lefties and has so far for the most part struggled against righties. Well, here's the thing I like about it. Obviously, that he's a right-handed hitter, right? So 
right there. That's, <laughs> that's something that the Arizona Diamondbacks need. Uh, there is a pessimistic side of me, Jesse, that wants to mock you for calling this an interesting move, but I'm not going to let that pessimistic side out anymore because <laughs> it's the off season. Tank season is over. It's the off season. And now I have this weird sense of hope and promise for young guys, even like this, right? Like yeah. not a great batting average, nothing you're going to, you know, uh, not, not a, a major move that's going to impact this team, but you know, def- definitely adding depth at the in the outfield, which is something they drastically need right now at this point, no matter which way they do it, right? They need to add some depth, even if it's not even if it's not going to be earth shattering free agency right. moves uh, that that they're, you know, getting some of the best available players on the market. Like you've told me, talking me down from the ledge several times, they are not going to get Starling Marte. <laughs> they They're did not, not. get no, somebody. The, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets got, got Starling, Starling Marte. Marte yeah. Right. Yeah. That's sad. That makes me sad. Right. But it's, uh, you know, you're not going to get someone of his caliber at this point. Teams are trying at this point to pick up their free agency needs as quickly as possible before this lockout happens. I think that way, that considering we don't know how long this lockout is going to last and how long teams are going to be prevented from making transactions. They, they need to at least have some sort of positional security and, and get, go after some of these guys while they can. Right. Um, mm. But I will say that with the uh, addition of our new hitting coach, I am very uh, encouraged by this signing and by the entire offense. Right. So I, I think right now, I'm not going to judge anybody where they were prior to this year because I think that this team is going to be a new team under Mather. That's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, it's it's a, a kind of a different situation this year where, you know, you have a new coach in virtually every role. And so, you know, acquisitions before that might have seemed very like, okay, this probably isn't going to move the needle much. It's at least a little more intriguing now, you know, with sure. the new hitting coach here and Joe Mather and, and seeing what he can do. Um, Jordan Luplo is an interesting player because he like like there aren't that many players who who survive in the majors for as long as he has as being kind of a platoon guy, um, especially a platoon guy who bats right handed. I mean, the majority of major league pitchers are righties. And so if you're kind of a specialist against lefties, it feels like there's not a huge role there. Um, but he actually played most of his, he played more games in center field last year than he did any other position, which is interesting. The Diamondbacks obviously, you know, don't have a whole lot of stability in center field as of this moment. Um, so you might be able, you can certainly move him around. And let's also not forget here, Derek, the Tampa Bay Rays were a darn good baseball team last year and, and have been for a while. And Jordan Luplo was on their postseason roster um, obviously the Rays didn't make it, uh, didn't make it really far this year, getting bounced, uh, by the Boston Red Sox early on. Uh, but Jordan Luplo still was a big part of that series for them. He started against lefties. Anytime the Red Sox threw a lefty out there as a starter. So Chris sale and Eduardo Rodriguez, he started those games as a first baseman. And he also was used as a pinch hitter, uh, pretty much the moment that Boston put in a left-handed reliever, Jordan Luplo would come in as the counter punch. Uh, to, to hopefully, you know, have some success there. And he did. I, I don't know if I actually watched this game live, but Jordan Luplo hit a grand slam against Chris Sale in game two of the ALDS just a few weeks ago. Um, so, <laughs> wow. So, I will yeah, take I mean, it. He, I will take it. 
Yeah, right. I mean, there's something exciting about having a guy who recently, literally, you know, about a month ago or so, um, you know, showed up in, in a pretty big moment against a really, really good pitcher in Chris Sale. So, you know, the Rays were able to find a role for him. He was kind of their first base platoon sort of guy who had some flexibility for other positions. And the Diamondbacks, as we've said, are heavily, heavily left-handed. And this is in some ways a move in the right direction for them just by virtue of the fact that Luplo is right-handed and he hits lefties pretty well historically. That's got to do something for your confidence, right? Like to have that kind of success in the playoffs, even, yeah. if, even if your team didn't, even if, you know, you haven't had a great season to, to get to the playoffs and to have uh, a moment like that against someone like Chris Sale has to, has to do wonders for your confidence level and how you feel about your potential yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and also he was I, acquired mid season by, by the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he had a, actually a really good second half for them. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to, you know, change see the what scenery, he was able right? to do there in Tampa and yeah, maybe moving to Arizona can be a next big step for him. And hopefully he's addicted to that narcotic known as the playoffs because there you go. There we need you somebody. Go. We need, we need an addict to help get us back there, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, there's probably better ways to phrase that, but we'll, we'll move on. It's time, Jesse. Uh, it's Monday, of course. You know yes. what time it is, Jesse. Yes, yes, it is Mailbag Monday. Box, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox, and then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go wow, wow. My mailbox, always something interesting. There are a couple of letters that make me go wow, wow, wow this week. Uh, Jesse, we'll start off with our first question here from our man gabriel at bold as bronze by the way we sh- we appreciate you gabriel uh you always give us good questions and we appreciate your participation in mailbag monday every week uh he asks do you think the d-backs have lost a lot of season ticket holders or is the fact that the numbers are steady contributing to the team's stagnant spending which is a fantastic question uh mm-hmm. i i say that because there 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 are a lot of questions about the d-backs spending I think, in my personal opinion, that they were, they're very reasonable about their spending. I think they have analytics and I think they have forecasts for how much the team was going to take in. Uh, A lot of this information isn't shared, so we don't really know how much money these teams are making, right? Right. But I can say personally, from being there present in the ballpark, that there is no way the numbers in attendance are matching what they're telling us are the sales. Right. And that's because right, right. season ticket holders are always accounted. I believe in, in the attendance numbers as being there, even if they weren't scanned at the gate and had their tickets used. Right. So attendance numbers, a lot of times are just ticket sales numbers and not necessarily like actually the numbers in the ballpark. The reason why I say that is because sometimes they say there's 10,000, plus people in that stadium yeah, and i am i am i am sitting there going i'm so fucking lutely not there is you no should, way you should get up and count them Derek. i oh man be a, be a real you, journalist hey hey jesse on a wednesday day game in the middle of july yeah i probably could have i probably could have i probably could have gone down and had a conversation with each person and been yeah. done counting them by the sixth inning okay mm. um but I, I think that 
there is, from my understanding, and again, I am a dumb, dumb man, so my understanding may be completely off base, but <laughs> there is like revenue sharing and such between these teams and ways that these owners have said like, even if a team like the Rays or the D-backs don't have the same attendance figures, that there's a percentage shared between the teams that that do have higher uh, attendance. But again, we don't know because they don't really open the books on a lot of this information. And we don't know how much money the Arizona Diamondbacks are making between, you know, the ticket sales and everything like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Mostly the TV deal is mostly the biggest thing for the D-backs, obviously, that's, that's generating and keeping them, uh, you know, generating revenue. I just, I don't think that's it. I think the stagnant spending is the opposite. I think there aren't a, a lot of, there isn't a, a financial security for this team. And I think they're trying to kind of slow down their spending, knowing that there isn't much of a hope, even if they added people to this team, free agents. Okay. There, Jesse, you're going to, you're going to lose your mind about this. We're going to have we're going to have a whole episode about this. Um, it's not just going to be discussed in this one segment, but I want to bring it up because there is a guy on TikTok who uh, is basically adding a free agent from a random team. Uh, his name on TikTok is Buster Posey, but I'm pretty sure it's not the real Buster Posey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is adding a free agent randomly from a team to the Arizona Diamondbacks until they win the World Series on MLB The Show. And the sad <laughs> part is the roster right now is completely unrecognizable, Jesse. <laughs> it's completely unrecognizable. At this point, he is up to, I believe, 25 players he has added to the Arizona Diamondbacks. What? I mean, and, there's only 26 on the active roster. Derek. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's adding them completely and just like, he's not adding them to the team with the current players already on the team. Right. Oh. So he is, he is basically adding players to the team until they win a world series. And let me tell you, it was a long, long time until it finally happened. Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, finally got Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves on oh day 23. Uh, Freddie Freeman went 336 with 44 home runs. We won 114 games that year. Uh, we finished first. We won against the Dodgers 3-0 in the NLDS. We won against the Phillies 4-3 in the ALCS. And we beat the Astros, Jesse, yes. in the World yes. Series 4-0 with a completely unrecognizable all-star team that <laughs> took 23 days and 23 free agents added to this team and when i'm talking about the caliber of free agents that this man added to this team mike trout is on this team freddie oh freeman God. is on this team max well, they're max not even Chapman. free agents they're not even no. free agents Derek. those are just no they're players. not no it's just a player <laughs> uh brandon lowe is on this team uh let's see who else here uh mike trout there's where mike trout was added yeah no this is not this is not a feasible thing and it just no. it you know, it just went to show, uh, like one that no matter how many good players you add to the team and, and how many simulations you run there's Brandon belt is on the Arizona diamondbacks in this simulation, <laughs> Jesse, can you imagine the horror? But yeah, 
they uh it's heartbreaking because to to watch the results on this man's TikTok, they seem to always lose to the Giants or or the Dodgers in, in the NLCS or the NLDS. That's like our fate every single postseason that the team ended up making it to until they finally won a World Series. But uh yeah, you can check that out again. Wait, that's gonna wait. be a whole show. Is this is this only the Diamondbacks? Like this is only the Diamondbacks. He's just doing it to the Diamondbacks. Like, there's a guy After, on TikTok who's literally just like trolling well, the Diamondbacks. I guess. I mean, okay, so it's like a spinny wheel. He does a random generated, you know, spin of a team and a position. And okay. so he takes whoever he wants from that other team based on so it's probably it's the best player, obviously, that he can take. I think. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, some of the starting pitching that he took wasn't the best starting pitcher on the team, so he didn't necessarily always go for that. But yeah, no. And now he's moved on to the Pirates. Basically, he's okay. just trying to you know do these things to see how many free agent additions uh, how, how many or extra or players just it takes extra players, before. stars, all stars. It's not even free agents, like you said. It's just all star <laughs> caliber players that could be added to the team, but. Uh, good Lord. It's a, uh, it's a sad thing. And I think at times the Arizona Diamondbacks are well aware of this exact spinny wheel circumstance that they're kind of stuck in right now. Mm-hmm. I think that's why that and the financial uncertainty, I don't, I don't think it is the certainty of having the, the season ticket holders there. I think it is the financial uncertainty uh, of not uh, having the revenue coming in is what's keeping them from spending and keeping them being conservative. Right. Yeah. I, I think there I think obviously the pandemic has played a big role in this for a lot of teams and certainly the Diamondbacks. I mean, we we all saw their attendance this year was down significantly. And and a lot of that is, you know, the team's, uh, shall we say, non-ideal performance. Um, but a lot of that is is also just the pandemic, right? Like, hey, down yeah, I was going to I was going to say their attendance numbers just in general uh were just bad i mean yeah. even because like you low. said early on in the season yeah they only had um you know they 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 did have a limited capacity but they got over that pretty quick and it yeah didn't, that didn't you know last long. right uh the d-backs had this season one million forty three thousand ten fans in attendance Oof, uh, that's pretty that is very low by comparison in 2019 they had Two million one hundred thirty-five thousand five hundred ten. So it's basically half, basically half of the amount of fans that attended in twenty nineteen, right? And some of yeah. that is the pandemic, and most of it is uh, the team being awful on the field. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, no, that's tough. I mean, I I think there's some, you know, in some ways you could justify you're you're not going to spend as much, um, you know, in this particular uh, season for this franchise, just as they go through this time of clearly, this is not a time where they're built to contend, right? They, right. Exactly. They, they had some, some quality players a few years ago. And in the mid 2010s, the diamondbacks just didn't draft. Well, they swung and missed on almost every top draft pick they had. Yes. And yes. this is, their, and this really is the result. The guys who are coming up now are guys who were taken during the Mike Hazen regime just a few years ago. Right you know, Luis Frias and Paven Smith and, and these kind of players, but they went through a long stretch where they just got nothing out of the draft. And a team like the Diamondbacks just can't afford to do that. Yep. Especially when, when they have those high draft picks. Right. Um, and I mean, again, that's why Mike Hazen, 
probably doesn't want that pressure of, of that number one pick, you know, once, once you get away from that number one pick, there's not a lot there, there, there isn't a big, there's quite a big drop off from that number one to number two, right? Once you get out, out of the number one pick, nobody expects much from, you know, most of the draft picks in baseball as it is, but the number one draft pick does come with a certain amount of, there's just some extra pressure, pressure. Yeah. 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 But I'll tell you this, there's no pressure on you to go to DraftKings.com or DraftKings Sportsbook, excuse me, get the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Uh, use our code of PHNX. And let me tell you, you bet $1 on any team to score and you'll win $100 if they do. That's it. And free bets. It's that simple. And then you turn around, you put it on the same game parlay, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. More legs you add, the more money you win. And then your Christmas shopping is set and done. Uh, I would say that uh, I have done that, and I, I have. I'm not bragging, but it's the truth, uh, especially when you can get on certain DraftKings uh, options for you know free uh, insurance on same game parlays, where you'll get your $25 back in a free bet if you up to $25 back in free bet if if you don't hit. Uh, so again, you can go back if you miss that one and hit on another one, and that way. You get your payday. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Uh, remember, that's $1 on any team to score, and you'll win $100 in free bets instantly. Uh, that promo code is PHNX. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right, Jesse. Question number two in the mailbox. Let's do it. Kyle Collins at Kyle Collins uh, five on Twitter asks seeing the extension that Marcus Simeon received today. How do you both view him in comparison to Cattell could Cattell in a fully healthy season, reach his level and command that much money in a few years. Mm. That's a great question. Yeah. There was a big extension today, Jesse, big extension. Yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, well, Marcus- not, not an extension, but just a, just a, a contract, right? I mean, Marcus yeah. Semien seven played, years, yeah, 175 million. Wow, seven years, 175. So that's okay. So, so we're at 25 million a year for yeah. Marcus Semien over seven yep. years. Okay, yeah. and you're right, it leaving it's leaving the Blue Jays to go to the Texas Rangers. Uh, right, I, I actually did think it was an extension, so uh, yeah, no, that is not an extension, that is a brand new free agent contract, and that's big money. That's big money. I, I don't know if he's worth it, uh, but that's big money. Yeah, no, it is. It absolutely and so, is. And Marcus Semien's a pretty good player. I mean, he is. He's established himself. I mean, he just won the Gold Glove at second base, and um, I mean, he's just a complete player all the way around. I mean, mm-hmm. what he does with the bat and what he does defensively, he's known as a good clubhouse guy, and uh, it, it is a bit of a risk. I mean, seven years is is a lot. I don't know off the top of my head how old Marcus Simeon is, but I would venture it's about 30. 31. So 31. Okay, yeah, so, you're, 31. so you're talking about a contract that's going to go until he's, you know, his age 38 season. Mm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of risk in that, but good on the Texas Rangers. I mean, you know, they're they're a team that hasn't really gotten a whole lot of attention in in several years now. Um and it's good it's good to see those teams as the ones spending some of the big money yeah. in free agency, Them, right? The Detroit Tigers. I yeah. like that. Yeah it's, yeah. it's nice to see. Well, not only that, it, you know, of course it breaks up some of these teams that are better teams, which is beneficial to all of us. Um, but it, it's good to see 
you know, these teams, it's encouraging to see these teams trying to get better. Uh, it's that competitive balance that we're talking about. It's kind of sad. Some of the divisions, how few of teams even try, you know, I, I, I applaud the NL West because no matter how big the juggernaut that the Dodgers are in our division, all these teams continue to step up and, and, you know, the giants proved this season that you didn't even have to do anything crazy in free agency in order to, to beat them. You just needed to put a good team together. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But taking a step back to Marcus Simeon and the Cattell Marte question, the yeah. big thing with him, 45 home runs this season. Yeah. Which that's just nuts. That's crazy numbers. Cattell is never going to hit 45. He's never going to hit 45. I'll just say that right now. He'll but probably, I don't know if he'll ever hit 30 home runs. Here, I, I think he will. I think he could. But the bigger thing is 265 batting average. Cattell will always be around 320. Yeah. And if Cattell has a 320 and 30 season uh, at, with over 100 RBI, then yeah, why not? Why why wouldn't he command that kind of money, especially considering the amount of money that Marcus Simeon is being paid, right? I think mm-hmm. Cattell's big issue now is is the injury. I think the yeah. moving the center field set him back and I think that sucks for him because that's not that wasn't his choice. You know what I mean? I think that now that he's back to his natural position, uh I'm very excited to see what he can do. I'm excited to see just the transformation that this team takes in 2022. I know that they have said that they are not, uh, you know, that, that they don't expect to have this big, crazy win change, you know, this win differential of 30 plus wins or more this next season. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I wouldn't be surprised to see 30, 30 more wins hung up this season. I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish wow. at 500. And I know that sounds insane, but Come on, man. Let's be honest. This team was not as bad as as the record indicates. And I, I don't know how you couldn't be excited about the coaches that they're bringing in and what it could do for an already super talented team. You know, Mike Hazen talked about that a lot, about looking at guys like Cattell and Zach Gallon and, you know, how like how difficult it is to assess your own talent because you brought them in. And I think mm-hmm. to a degree, you are behind them right so you're not looking at them uh uh with an unbiased view you you are looking at them objectively because there's a part of you that wants that person to do well there's a part of you that wants to you know it's it's kind of like when i go on the betting show and i don't actually make the bet that i give on the show right like i have no stake in it i didn't put any money on it but i still i still want i still want to look smart and right right so i want i root for that bet more than even when i put my money on it it's and so like that's what i imagine is that you're you're not looking at these players completely unobjectively you're looking at these players like you're rooting for them and that you want them to succeed and you want them to get better and sometimes that doesn't allow you to properly assess their talent when you've been so involved in so many of the acquisitions and players that are currently on the team. Right. Mm. Um, But I I don't know. Cattell is a special talent and I would not be surprised to see this exact thing happen to him when his contract's over. It's possible. He's just going to need, you know, we, we, we just touched on it. It's, it's the health factor, right? I mean, you look at Marcus Simeon's career, he played 162 games in 2021 and, and, you know, last year, the injury or the not injury shortened the pandemic shortened 2020 season. Uh, he didn't play that well, but he played 53 games 
And the year before that, 162 year before that, 159. So he is for the most part, by and large in his career, he's been on the field. And that's something that could Marte really can't say uh, at this point. So, yeah. um, but absolutely. I mean, if Cattell is able to, to stay healthy, uh, re, uh, you know, he's able to stay reasonably healthy over the next few years um, before his deal expires in 2024, I wouldn't be that surprised if, you know, these are the numbers that are, that are being thrown at him for the Diamondbacks' sake. I kind of hope not because I don't think there's any way they're going to pony up and pay that. But, um, but you know, it's not, it's absolutely reasonable that something like that could happen for him. Nah, now I'm sad. And the next question makes me sad too. But before we get there, I want, I want to be happy because I want to tell you guys, we had a very successful Black Friday. Uh, it, I, I wasn't in on this, I promise, or else I would have let you guys know. But uh, I hope you got in on a Black Friday deal that we had over at gophnx.com to become a member. There was a great opportunity to get in there, um, get a $60 credit to the PHNX locker, all sorts of stuff. Then the PHNX locker had stuff on sale. I think it might still be on there. I don't know. It, it's Cyber Monday at this point. So we might still be doing this. Nobody tells me anything, Jesse, but let me tell you, I want you to get in on it. So go check it out over at gophnx.com. Become an annual member. Get in on this great deal. If you're not interested in it, again, you can get the month-to-month deal. You'll still get your first month for 50 cents. But get in on the annual membership, get this credit, go over to the store, buy a bunch of stuff. Jesse, I bought 17 shirts from phnxlocker.com. 17 shirts in my last order. (laughs) Every single member of my family and every friend I have is getting a PHNX shirt for Christmas. That's what's happening. Made my shopping. I I have to admit, I kind of thought of it because I also placed an order uh, on Black Friday and I was like, should I just order two or should I order like 20? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, my Christmas yeah. shopping was easy this year, right? Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> easy for me, let me tell you. But you can go over and get all those great deals. And again, we love you. We appreciate you becoming a family member over at PHNX, uh, gophnx.com. And, you know, check out our great content. Jesse has an article posted about the new acquisition by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and we will have some more information about this lockout as this week proceeds. We are yeah. going we are going to be in a very dicey period of time here coming up soon. So we be really an interesting week, Derek. Yeah, it a lot is of, a lot of intrigue this week. We'll, well see there's, how it all goes down. I, I there's gonna probably be some last minute deals that are pulled before this whole uh, labor agreement ends, and we are yeah. in that period of time where no transition transactions could take place. Uh, and then then we're just then we're just in the baseball dead zone. And you and I are going to be doing five shows a week, uh, wondering when baseball is going to start up. Gonna it's going to be great. Here. Oh, we're going to have the time. best time. <laughs> we're never going to talk about baseball. But we have one more question this mailbag Monday. Uh, and I mean, I want to hit the button again to play the song. I'm not going to, but I want to. Uh, this Spencer comes uh, question comes from Spencer O'Gara, who asks, considering an expectedly bad year, can Hazen convince KK, Ken Kendrick, to pay for a bad contract or two to get better uh, prospects. And he's not meaning these. Uh, he said just some random names, not necessarily this particular trade idea, but thinking like Marte, Ahmed, and Merrill Kelly to the Yankees for like Voight, Volpe, Volpe, Volpe and Gill, uh, and Arizona paying mm-hmm. all the contracts except Marte, something like that. Basically what he's saying is unload some of these players, maybe like a, you know, maybe like a David Peralta, maybe like a Nick Ahmed, you know, guys that we've talked about moving on from 
um, just to get some more prospects, I think is what he's kind of aiming at here. Uh, do you, do you think the D backs need to do that at this point? Or do you think that they kind of need all hands on deck at this point for the 2022 season? So, okay. So to clarify, the question is, will the diamondbacks show willingness to take on a bad contract to sweeten the return? Yeah. Yeah. Like they pay the contract on some of these guys to sweeten the return. And Mm -hmm. I think also maybe get rid of, you know, not get rid of, but part ways with some of the guys. Like I don't like his trade, including Marte and Merrill Kelly. What is, so what, is the, what is the trade again? Uh, his trade was Marte, Merrill Kelly, and Nick Ahmed for Wow Voight, Volt, and Gill from the Yankees. Wow, that is a that is a trade. Holy cow! Um, yeah, I mean those are two those are two pretty incredible prospects coming over from uh, from the Yankees and Volpe and Gill. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I don't see the Diamondbacks taking on another team's another team's bad contract. I could see, you know, like when the Diamondbacks traded Granky to the Astros, they picked up a portion of the deal, you know, in order to sweeten their return. So like um, Bumgarner, they would do that yeah, with Bumgarner. Yeah, like if the point. Diamondbacks trade Bumgarner, which I don't see happening, but if they were to try to trade Bumgarner, they're going to have to pay Unfortunately for Bumgarner, they'd have to pay like almost all of the salary in order to get much Don't in return. I'm <laughs> just, just being a realist here today, Derek. Oh, uh, the the brisket isn't is. I guess I have turkey talking in, inside of things <laughs> instead of the brisket on your end. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I. I don't see the Diamondbacks picking up a contract from another team. I just don't think yeah. the Diamondbacks have, have, have dealt with that enough, right, over the years. I think they're it's, they're it's looking been... to unload bad contracts. And if they exactly. have to if they have to, you know, eat a little bit of it in the process, I think that that's probably okay. But I don't see them picking up another team's bad contract and adding to that list. And I don't think they really have any bad contracts outside of Bumgarner, to be honest. Well, I, so I... Okay, I could give you I could argue for 3. So okay. so Bumgarner is a bad contract. I don't think yeah. I really have to argue for that one. No. Um no. especially now that we're kicking up into the 20 million range. Yeah, um, that it was a it is, was an inward focus to get out of the Yasmani Tomas right, deal. They right. they they definitely focus the high, the 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 majority of that contract inwardly. So the other one I would point to unfortunately is Nick Ahmed who is not projected to be worth 10 million for the next two seasons. I don't think it's out of the question that he could be um, just given, you know, how good he is defensively. But the problem is his bat this past season was such a big negative that it sort of just, it sort of just snatched away all of his value. Right. So I, I think Nick Ahmed I, I'm, is a definitely on a different scale than Madison Bumgarner, but I think the Diamondbacks are paying him more than he's likely to be worth. And just wait, Jesse. Just wait till the Mather effect. That's that could that could happen, and if that happens, Derek, I will be I will be rejoicing with you. Um, the last person is David Peralta, who it's only one year, but at this point, based on his performance last year, I don't think I, I want to say it's around uh, eight to ten million that they're paying him this season and based on his performance last year he probably i don't know if he'll quite you know be worth a a win or two talking about wins above replacement which is what he would really need to do in order to be worth that so well um, and cole Cole calhoun honestly was better 
uh, at times than both of those guys defensively Truth, and offensively. What's what's funny they is that they didn't pick up his contract. Yeah, what's weird is that like even though David Peralta was a better, more valuable player this past season, um, just because he actually played and Cole sure. Calhoun was hurt almost the entire way. Um, I would almost rather have Cole Calhoun going into next season because I think he just, I just think he has more, a little bit more ceiling. You know, I could see Cole Calhoun hitting 25 or 30 home runs next year. Whereas I don't really see that from David Peralta. He just doesn't, he just, he just hits so many dang ground balls, man. If he could, if he could just loft the ball a little bit, he would be, you know, we've seen at times in his career uh, manage to do that. He hit 30 home runs a few years ago, but, um, but yeah, in some ways I'd rather have Cole Calhoun, but just given his situation, you weren't going to pick up a $9 million option. So it is what it go. is. All right, y'all. Well, I think that answers it. And that does it for this mailbag Monday. We thank you guys so much for listening. Just a reminder, uh, go over to gophnx.com, become a member, use our code of PHNX over at the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you know what? Follow us all on social media. You can get me at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. The show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, which is the most important. That's where we live. That's where Jesse and I <laughs> live and we breathe and we, we're there all the time. Three o'clock in the morning, Jesse and I are there. Two in the afternoon, somehow we're there, even with Jesse with a day job. <laughs> He does two jobs. He's still there on Twitter all the time. So find us there. Um, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcast app, please subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review. If you can, we would be very thankful this Thanksgiving season for you mm -hmm. to do so. Also, uh, go over to our YouTube page over at PHNX uh, Sports and sign up to or subscribe there and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss out on any of this hot, fresh, baked Arizona sports content. Uh, well, that does it for another Monday. We thank you guys again on behalf of Jesse and myself. We appreciate your questions and we appreciate you listening. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you bet on it.